0: Well, hey, I'm Michael Cooper, and uh, we're in the study of the Ephesian movement, and we're concluding this uh, course with a discussion on three different types of ministries, the ministry of church planting, the ministry of apologetics, and the ministry of social justice. And today I have with me uh, Jeff Christofferson, who is going to be teaching our course on church planting. Jeff, uh, welcome.
1: Uh, Well, it's great to be with you, Michael.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I am so happy that you are, that we're partnering together on this because I I see that this is such an important uh, subject for us really to address. So thanks, Jeff, for uh, teaming up with us.
1: Yeah, it's my joy. I'm really, I am excited about the vision of what this will be. And uh, so I'm, I'm really enthusiastic to put my shoulder in this with you.
0: Great, right. great. Well, yeah. hey, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, I'm a, I'm a, a pastor and a serial church planter, so I planted uh, numerous churches. The last church I planted multiplied um, prolifically, and um, then I, I became the director of church planting for our denomination in Canada. Uh, later, I um, became the founder of the Send Network, which is a uh, uh, basically, church planting through Southern Baptists. So we plant through that network, plant about seven hundred churches a year, mm-hmm. and um, and then more after that. Ed Stetzer and I founded something called the Send Institute, which is an interdenominational church planting think tank. So we have seventy-two different denominations and networks involved in that, and uh, and I'm also executive director of Church Planting Canada, and so and I and I pastor a church,
0: and so wow, well, there's well, a lot going on. So you know a little bit about church planting, it sounds like. Well, it's, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm always learning. It's always changing. I'm always learning. Yeah. yeah. Now, your current church plant is called the Sanctuary. I've That's had right. the opportunity to sit in on some of your teaching and have been so appreciative of that. Tell us about that church plant.
1: Well, uh, I, I, from from my seat in watching a lot of church planting happen across North America, I began to notice some trends that uh that we were able to through some good systems uh start more sustainable churches so the churches we're starting were after 5 years um 91% were still still around and you wow. know and uh but so we're starting healthier and starting stronger but we're starting with less measurably less evangelistic punch and um and so just began to think, how do we start churches that actually engage lostness? The last yeah. church I planted, we didn't even let um, uh, Christians in. We just started with evangelism and worked from there. And that thing just took off like crazy. Wow. And so um, so we went with, uh, your, you and I have a good friend named Alan Hirsch. And uh, Alan Hirsch, back in 2006, uh, I met him for the first time and he started talking to me about his concept of Ephesians 4, 11, 12, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher. Yeah. And uh, so we start with a, a, a infinitely reproducible idea where we have a co-vocational team that each one serves in one of those, leading one of those functions and equipping the church to execute one of those functions, mm-hmm. apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic shepherding and teaching. And so that's, so that's kind of what we're doing. And now that wow. COVID has shut down, you know, much of what people would consider church, I, i.e. a worship service, um, we are just going like crazy. And it hasn't shut us down at all. And actually, we hit a new gear. And oh, it's been wow. fun, to, fun to
0: do. Yeah. Well, that is so encouraging to hear. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. And so you, you're one of those APES leaders.
1: In yeah. So I'm the A. Research.
0: You're the A. I'm oh, the A, my. yeah.
1: That's right. Uh, with,
0: I, I have my past with me. That's great. Yeah. Wow, neat. Well, I am so excited to be able to offer this course on church planting because no doubt you're going to integrate some of your or, or a lot of your experience, uh, past experience and, and present experience in this course. So that, that'll be a, a fun course to be a part of. Now, the course is going to be based on a book that you wrote a few years ago called Mm -hmm. Kingdom First. Tell us a bit about how that fits into the framework of teaching about church planting.
1: Yeah, so I think where we get off and where churches, um, church plants turn into churches and then turn into um, kind of self-contained silos that have no Kind of punch in terms of multiplication or community impact is that we 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 start something that exists for itself primarily, mm. and uh, and when the church starts with an eye, like when I talk to a church planner and ask a few questions and realize everything they're doing is bent on starting a worship service, um, and then you even put press into that, and it's really a, a worship service that Christian people will appreciate and want to be a part of and financially support um, you begin to realize that this church is not going to be a uh, something that is going to a have a, have a, you know, an evangelistic impact and B have a kingdom impact because I think when the church becomes the goal in itself it becomes idolatrous. It becomes Mm. powerless. It becomes in many ways, meaningless. But when the church, when the kingdom of God is the goal and the church is the vehicle to advance that goal, then it behaves in entirely different ways. It, it, it's, it it behaves like the the sermon on the Mount teaches Christ followers to behave. It's uh, it gives itself away. It doesn't um, save itself. It loses itself. And, um, and so uh, how how we're going to look at starting a church is uh, is with a kingdom first philosophy weaved all the way through it, and so the model doesn't become the most important thing. The model becomes something that serves that it becomes secondary or tertiary. It doesn't become a primary thing at all. Wow, wow,
0: wow! That's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so as well, uh, uh, Jeff. Why is church planting so important for the ministry of the church today? Yeah, well, um,
1: I mean, when we look at the uh, the wave, if we just look at North America, and you just start measuring how many people are in ch- are sitting in churches um, on a, on a Sunday on a on a on an average basis in every city in North America. There's every city except one. There's um, less people in church now than there were 10 years ago. And there's physically more people in those cities. And, uh, and so the, the idea that we have bought into that church growth was going to get us to a place where everybody gets an opportunity to hear the gospel, you know, it's, it's silly on its face. Like um, McDonald's doesn't say, you know what? we're going to go to downtown big city and build a behemoth McDonald's. And, uh, and we're going to measure how many people are, are, are going to be sitting there and, and, uh, and we're going to have all kinds of amenities for, they don't do that because what they value is people buying burgers, actually people. And, and so, so the, what, what they measure is, you know, you know, how many burgers are going, out, that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and so to do that, they realize they got to bring the burgers close to the people. And um, and then there's not one single McDonald's either. I mean, there's different kinds, there they they look different ways, they appeal to different audiences, even though their menus more or less exactly the same. And so um that's really a picture, I think, of what church planting is, is the church growth model taught us that uh, you know, if we build a big one, that uh people are going to want to be a part of it. And it kind of worked for a couple decades um as long as there is some resident religious memory in the population you know my maybe i should give some religious instruction to my kids but you know that's more or less evaporated in most places and um and so somehow we got to bring the burgers to the people Mm. and uh and church planting is is the new testament way that's done and so yeah it becomes really significant
0: yeah good wow you mentioned a moment ago the word co-vocational, mm. and I've heard you talk about this on different occasions. Um, explain that a bit.
1: Yeah, it's a, I had to invent the term um, because okay. before that we had the word bivocational, and uh, and it was kind of like the booby prize. Like you didn't really want to be a bivocational pastor, bivocational planter, but and so for a lot, I mean, a lot of people didn't. And so so they would take a secondary job and hope that their church would grow enough so that they could pay their salary then they would drop this job and uh because if you're a real pastor you're not bivocational if you're if you're a real planter the word by um it, it infers division um bifurcate bisect you know there's two things that are competing um co comes from the latin com which means together copilot coauthor um it, this this idea of working together and so it really speaks to a heresy that we've believed for a long time wow. that there's a sacred and secular idea that um that there's sacred callings and there're secu- uh, secular callings and um and that you know that's a great sort of picture from rationalism but it's certainly not a biblical picture um god calls a you know a, a young lady to ever since she was a little girl to be a nurse that's a sacred calling, and um, and so can that calling that they that we have had be wed into a leadership position in a church planning movement? Yes, mm. and um, and then it becomes this infinitely reproducible idea where we're not spending um, kingdom dollars on maintenance, we're actually spending kingdom dollars on ministry. And so, for instance, the church that we just started, um, because of COVID, we're not renting a place and we're not paying a salary. And our ties and our offerings and our giving continues to rise, and uh, and mm. so we we answer two questions over and over. We ask our people, how are they doing? And when there's needs in a, in the household of faith, we meet those needs. And then we mm. ask our people to ask their neighbors, how are your neighbors doing? And uh, and we 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 use all of the resources that we have towards meeting the needs of the people. A cold cup of water in Jesus' name, or a grocery gift card, and um, and so. So without, you know, spending all of our energies and finances on maintenance, we're able to sort of press into the community and engage the gospel in ways that we
0: wouldn't be able to any other way. Wow. Wow. That's great. You you know, I know I've heard you say this and I know uh, we agree on this, that if we're going to see an advancement of the gospel, we've got to see more people in co-vocational ministry. So I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's the
1: biblical idea, and it's certainly the historical idea. Whenever, Mm. whenever we see the Church of Jesus Christ on a movement, it's not a professional thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, this is going to be exciting, Jeff. I am so thrilled that you are teaching this course. I know it's going to be a blessing to many students, uh, not only in North America but around the world. And so, uh, thank you for uh, partnering with us looking forward to what God's going to do.
1: Well, thank you Michael and uh thanks oh grateful that God gave you the dream for something like this because I think it fills a um a gap that no no group or no idea is filling. Uh I love the idea of uh, academically rigor- rigorous as well as, you know, very practical in terms of kingdom ministry. And uh so that that's a great a great place to be.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Well, hey, if you're listening to this and you're in this course, I'm uh, looking forward to you taking this course with Jeff. I know you're going to be blessed and uh, you're going to not only learn a a ton uh, academically, but I know Jeff is going to be speaking a lot from his experience and the experience of others. So um, be sure that you register for this course as uh, as you continue on uh, your journey of learning where it is that God is going to direct you in ministry